Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, These are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza uh yeah so without further ado here is the weekly zeitgeist in our third seat another tdz hall of famer brilliant stand-up comedian you've seen on all the tvs and stages it's blair soggy oh what's up the daily zeitgeist Oh, it's great to be back. I miss you guys so much. Oh my goodness. It's so great to have you back. What a what a combo we have. <laughs> hey Blair. The, the booking hey! gods. I know. What a surprise. Mr. Chris Crofton. Uh this is exciting. This is I mean, this is we'll see. We'll see how this goes. This is a hell volatile a concoction. Yeah, yeah. Hell of a hell of a Friday, aka Monday. For I mean the listeners. Monday. Yes. A lot of Friday energy coming to you on this Monday. Brilliant case of the Mondays today, if I if I could say so. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this, yeah. The not the Monday scaries, people say that, don't they? I get yeah. Or Sunday scaries. Sunday scaries. What's Monday Mon- then? The Monday Just a case of the Mondays. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Got a case of they they just don't even come up with a word. Oh yeah. man. M- Mordant Mondays. Manic Mondays, that that seemed off to me. My Mondays are never manic. They're oh, no, they're Mausoleum Monday. Yeah, Mausoleum <laughs> Monday is pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, Blair is like I I saw Blair. I, I met well. I I don't know Blair well. I just know her from Daily Zeitgeist, but I met her through Johnny Pemberton, 
and oh, pretty okay. much. And um, and well, at least he told me about her comedy and stuff. And anyway, I just am a big fan, and I'm a big fan of his, any comedy that fucking Blair does about food is all. I mean, I just <laughs> wish she did whole specials about just food, and that's all about French fries, shoestring fries. Her out Blair's outrage about shoestring fries is one of my favorite fucking things. <laughs> that's I don't think you want to humiliate me. I mean, that's my <laughs> favorite. Fucking and this shit. is the job of the co-host is that you talk about the favorite jokes that the ho- the guest has done and then do an impression of them. Is that right? Uh, is that what you're yeah, supposed to do? That's oh, usually how, yeah. how it Come kicks off. So. Look, I am so flattered I that you even remember that joke from a long time ago because I can barely remember what I had for breakfast this morning. So, look, I it was only in feeling fries, gratitude. It? Yeah. I don't really like shushing fries. Um, my thing about them, honestly, is that you have to get a whole. It's humiliating again because you have to get a whole handful just yeah. to get the equivalent of one regular fry. <laughs> it's and like a horse eating hay. It's like you. It's just, yeah. it's it's hell. It's horrible, <laughs> horrible hell. Yeah, I like it also just because it's like how often are you hanging around roller rinks or something? You know what I mean? Like, when is this coming up? I'm You'd trying, be surprised. Like, there's classy, so many like, dining restaurants. restaurants that, oh, yeah. okay. Maybe that's, I got it wrong. Got Blair only eats at the finest steakhouses. Okay, you're talking yeah. about palm frites and all that junk. Yeah, Look, yeah. I do love a, I do love a steakhouse. Let's be oh real. You're talking about amused bouches. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sick of amused bouches. <laughs> <laughs> What is something from your search history? Okay, uh, there's there's too much in my search history, and I actually yeah. maintain it. I don't like being surveilled, but I do like my YouTube recommendation feed to be accurate. So okay. this is the conundrum <laughs> in which I find myself. And, and a recent search term, how to get between the terminals at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. Mm. This, wow. this came out of a recent traumatic incident. <laughs> where I was, I barely escaped from Florida. Uh, every time I go to that state, it's very difficult to leave. And then my mere presence there is actually in violation of a lot of the new laws of, that Ron DeSantis and crew have passed. So right. I'm a crime in Florida. And so a fugitive. And I try to get out and they just try to drag me back in. And in this case, yeah. I was trapped in another state with a wonky governor, uh, Dallas, because American Airlines decided they're just not in the flying business anymore. Uh, yeah. They're in the shuffle you around to different broken planes business for 17 straight hours. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the the <laughs> options have become limited on the flying space. Uh, by the way, I just I, I was hoping that your search has you said how to I thought you were going to say citizen. Like you're, you're just like, what does that mean? Really? Yeah. I was like, this is very late to be Googling that Baratunde. You know, it's never uh, too late to seasons fact check. In. Okay, it's never uh, too late to learn and grow. All right? right? So don't shame right. knowledge seeking. Yes, that's a good point. Or the full search is how to citizen legal in Florida, question mark? <laughs> Need to know. Exactly. Banging on door. <laughs> What were you doing in just like personal business in Florida? Or I have no personal business in Florida. No, this <laughs> this was a f- financial obligation. Yeah. Um, and I was there uh, actually making my uh, PBS show, America Outdoors. We are there doing our second season and we were filming in Florida uh, along the Suwannee River. It was a really beautiful Ooh. time. If you 
you know, don't count the the food options on the side of the road or the fact that Dollar General has a monopoly on all retail space. But yeah. the people, the nature, the connection to the nature river in Florida is dope. underrated. It's, it's really beautiful. It really there. is. It really Holy is. Cow. I was humbled yeah. by my time there, honestly. And it w- I was in North Florida where I have not spent really much time in my life. So it was a, a voyage of discovery. Yeah. And I was ready to come home, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and Dallas-Fort Worth didn't want to let you. American Airlines at Dallas-Fort Worth. We cannot just blame the worst airport in the country. We must also assign responsibility <laughs> to the worst airline. Uh, it's the their hub, though, right? They're yeah. like, we want you to come here. Yeah. We want to see, we want you to see what we've done with the place. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it was, it was, it was uh, exacerbated by the fact that I've, I've had, I'm experiencing some hip pains and hip injury. Oh, and no. so uh-huh. the size of the airport truly becomes like a health hazard. Sure. And, you know, it's, everything's bigger in Texas. Like, it's not just words people say. It's like design principles for worse living. And right. these, uh, <laughs> these folks were just determined to, uh, to put me through my paces. My pace was off. So yeah. the whole enterprise was physically and emotionally quite, quite painful. I did, there were moments of light. You know, some people helped me out. I had uh, fellow passengers helping carry stuff. I had dudes with the carts helping me try to move through that airport at times. So all, all was not lost. And, uh, and we started, uh, I guess it would call it a hate group. Uh, <laughs> like we hate American airlines together. And so that was, um, it just feels like the, the one hate group I could support. I definitely don't tend to support hate groups, but this one just yeah. feels really justified by, based on evidence. Um, and I'm just, all about evidence-based choices. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope they're not a sponsor of your show. They are, but it's okay. They, they I mean, they usually give us a pretty wide berth. <laughs> ah, like an airship should. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like everything in Texas is just contingent, like designed contingent on the idea that you have access to a pickup truck at all times. <laughs> I like, thought I was going to have to move there. Gate, they're like, well, you're going to want to hop in your pickup. What do you mean? Yeah. You don't you don't travel with a pickup? It would I actually my life would have been easier right. if I'd had a pickup truck and like mini guns, right? Yeah. Always. And and that felt like the the Texas way. Yeah. There was a moment where I was like, maybe I'm just supposed to live here. Maybe I should get a truck and like three guns and just sorry, California, we're done. Yeah. Uh, I'm well, this is Eli. where I live we're now. Out. That's always a good feeling when you're yeah. traveling and you, your brain just says, maybe this is just where we live now. <laughs> that was because yeah. I was like, dude, it was a, a 52 minute layover became 17 hours. Yes. Like we got uh, the, the free hotel thing happened. Yeah. And yeah. but at every turn, every turn, something went wrong. Something went wrong. Like the hotel I went to, I thought I was smart. I made a reservation using some credit card points because I was like, everybody's going to be going to the free hotel. I've got points. I'm going to stay at the hotel right at the airport because no one thinks of that. Right. And I get there and I'm so excited. And I have my co- my reservations on the phone. Like I'm prepared for the backlash, for the resistance, for the squashing of myself. I was like, mm. here's my uh, reservation code. We're good. And uh, she's like, that's for tomorrow night. Ugh. And I was like, no, no, no it's Man. for today, March 11th. Mm. Yet today, because uh, of the beauty of time uh, and the amount of it that American Airlines wasted, today had become Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so boy. I get to my hotel room at like 2.15 in the morning. I have to get up at 6 to try to make the next flight out. We get on the plane. It's the third plane we've been on. 
And the crew was like, we got you. We don't know what happened with the, those jokers last night. We right. got you. And we're like, okay, great. Yeah. We like high five. Like we think the war is over. You know, oh, like everybody's so like, people are kissing in the aisle. Yeah. Like it's great. <laughs> you know, babies are being conceived. And the captain has to come on the microphone. And he's like, folks, uh, can't believe I have to say this, but something wrong with the plane. Oh, <laughs> so we're going to need everybody to get off. Yeah. Go to terminal five miles from here and yeah. uh, try again. We will get you home. Uh, and at this point, babies are, you know, screaming profanities. Yeah. Say, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Google helped a little. This is helping me understand that airport because the last time I was there, I saw a barber shop in it, like yeah. in the terminal. And I was like, no, that's a business for regular life. But if you live there, you do need a haircut. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah There's like Home right. Depots in there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember seeing the hotel and being like, what? Like, I guess I could see, but but that is a bad sign that they yeah, need. A the, hotel should not be that close. Like, it's you been, shouldn't be like yeah. gate 37A, gate 37B. Hyatt Regency. Exactly. Like, yeah. No, no, these are not the same choices. It's been bad enough for long enough that they built <laughs> it's a like hotel on the other and side a barber of security. shop. <laughs> they know, yeah. like the whole hotel is TSA approved. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no nail clippers in the entire hotel. What is something you think is overrated? I was, it's so interesting because I was looking at these and I was like, man, this is going to be difficult for me because I actually have a list. Of things that annoy me. Nice. Let them know. <laughs> so I was like, what's the first thing on my list? And I think overrated, the first thing on my list definitely is the term Latinx. Mm. I, I'm so tired of hearing oh, it. Yeah. And <laughs> I just did a talk on it also at Redline where I kind of had to like share some information where I'm like, I really don't understand why we're kind of persisting in this space. And I don't think a lot of people really are having that discussion. The, the majority of people in the community don't really use it. So I find that, like it's absolutely annoying to me that it's still here, it's sticking around, and it's everywhere. I can't mm. escape it. <laughs> right. Is what, the word that you prefer is Latino? Like for broad? Or what? What? what is the preferred word for you? For me, I prefer to just be called Puerto Rican and Cuban. Sure. Um, it's much more descriptive, right? So that you understand what my cultural nuance is, right? My milieu. <laughs> yes, totally. And so the term Latino in general to me, or Hispanic, or all of these other kind of terms that jumble us all in together, just sure. continue this process of us being all seen as the same, right? Continuing that monolith. So for me, it's kind of like Latinx is like, you, you know, you've heard it, right? You can shine a turd, but it's still a turd. Right. <laughs> you're, you're trying to modernize a term that's already like super offensive and messed up. So like, I really don't understand the need for the hegemonic like nature of it, right? For it to now have an English ending. <laughs> like Have the woke version of the hegemonic insulting term. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We're good here. Okay. I put, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I think informative. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've, it's good to hear about that because I've heard a little bit about it in general. Yeah, that it's sort of been imposed from outside or brought in by people who didn't ask for new words or additional words that, that aren't as helpful. Right. And there was already like a gender inclusive word in Spanish. So Latine already existed. Oh, okay. 
So it was oh. interesting to see the X kind of get thrown in where you're like, dude, we don't, we don't <laughs> use the X ever. Like <laughs> it's there, but shh, don't talk about it. Like, <laughs> how did you put it at the end of the word? Like, this is so confusing. <laughs> and it just seems like English now is really starting to meld in. And we've kind of moved from a new level of Spanglish uh, to just the bastardry of these languages together. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What is something you think is underrated? Something I think is underrated is, this is going to be controversial, checking your luggage when you're flying. Mm. I usually mm. carry on. I checked. I had a bunch of bags, so I checked them all. And mm. I don't know what I've been avoiding this whole time. Like, it was, it, it went fine. It was nice to not have to... I had a connection, so it was nice to not have to schlep bags from here to there. This whole time, I've been crapping on people who aren't able to get their stuff into a carry-on. I think I'm, I think I'm check bags for life now. <laughs> it's, it's really hit or miss. It's when, when, when it doesn't go well, that's like they lose the, the bag. The bag takes an hour to arrive as it did on my last flight that I took where we checked a bag. Mm. It's, it's a bummer. It's, it's really tough to just be like kind of waiting there with everybody that you were just on the plane with and never wanted to see again. And well, then, yeah. Right, right, right. You're like, ah, I'm standing next to this this guy who is uh way too open with uh his feet on, yeah. on the oh. floor. I He's like, while we're waiting here, I might as well take my shoes off again. Yeah, right? let me learn more about you, bro. What kind of bag do you store your socks in? Because I think you just have the one pair. But also, like, I, I got to say, I'm with Bridget on this. I'm team Bridget on on the checking bags when it works out because I'm uh, I'm a sucker and I love that moment. For me, it always feels like the uh, climactic moment of a, a rom-com, you know, when I see my bag again. And I'm like, oh, we've been, you know, we've been hundreds of miles away and here you are coming toward me. And I know it's you. I knew from the first, you know what I mean? And like, you know, I'm like hugging the bag and uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Anthropomorphizing, maybe. I don't think my bag cares about me the way I care about. No, it. don't be so hard on yourself. Don't say that, Ben. Your bag hooked you. Do you get? Do you guys tie a little ribbon? Do you? Have, what's your? How, how do you know it at first sight? Because bags are. I do feel like bags have evolved, like the way that nature keeps evolving into crabs, like animals keep evolving into crabs. I feel like all bags have evolved into the same, like black, gray, hard-bodied, rectangular suitcase that looks like it could have been made by you know, one of the three internet bag companies. Do you guys have a little little piece of spirit, a little piece of jazz on there? I do. I have uh, very distinctive stickers. So I, I usually Fun. travel with two bags. One is like very distinctive. No one would ever mistake it for theirs. It's like bright orange, definitely mine. The other is the classic black away bag which i think i did get for free from for like making a yeah. podcast ad like everybody has we it. all so did I, everybody yeah. who had a podcast got that bag <laughs> we all had podcasts so everybody has that bag now and it's yep. a good bag it's durable i've had it for years and like like truly it is like the day you start a podcast it shows up at your house with your microphone mm -hmm. but so i have to have all kinds of distinctive <laughs> stickers on it <laughs> right. Because there there are so many of those bags. And I, I also, uh, to that question, I, I like to have, like, I have no stickers on a car because I feel like that's uh, 
presumptuous somehow. People are already driving. They don't want to have to learn more about me. I'll just use my turn signals and be quiet. <laughs> but but like like with the bag, especially because they're relatively ubiquitous and I'm partially colorblind, I have a, a bunch of like just travel stickers, the ones they do from when you check a bag. And mm -hmm. I just haven't, oh. I haven't cleaned it. So I'm always thinking, oh, yeah, there's the one, the, the, the beat up shitty one. Yeah. I knew you from the first. <laughs> Welcome back, bud. You know, but I, I think it is smart when people have, you, you know, sometimes people make a statement. Everybody makes a statement, right, at, yeah. at different times. And I kind of love seeing weird bags in the baggage claim, you know. I'm like, oh, this guy either is super into snowboarding or maybe it's a cello, right? <laughs> right. One thing I do know is he has very specific views on, you know, Tibet back in the 90s. Sure. From his like free Tibet thing. Um, I think that's cool. I think that's cool. And if you check a bag, like to your point, Bridget, you can, especially if you have a connecting flight, it's like the logistics is just sort of magical. Mm -hmm. I could never do that. I, I could never figure out how to follow every, you know, watch every falling sparrow <laughs> from like one airplane to the next, but it's impressive. Yeah. Ben, to your point about like you don't put stickers on your cars, do you ever see one of those cars that just has way too many stickers on it where it's like you are trying to tell us way too many things, even if they're things that I like or agree with? At a certain point, it's like it makes... You're advertising too much to the world, even if it's things that I am aligned with. It's too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's too much. And they're always like usually include get off my ass. And it's like, <laughs> well, you clearly want me somewhere close to you so that I can read the dissertation <laughs> that you've put together. There, <laughs> those stickers, the bumper stickers are like so, I don't know. They, they do not have a fact, uh, industry-wide fact checker, I will say, because <laughs> there are quotes attributed to Einstein that I'm, I'm pretty sure are like Van Halen lyric or something, you know? What, what do you guys think about vanity plates? Oh, I used to have one. What, I'm what'd fine you say? With them. What did it say? said love. This is so cheesy. It said love to teach because I was a teacher at the yes. time and I really did love to teach. That's, I think that's, that's great. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good. I I like the ones where, you know, I'm 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 never going to condone being high in traffic. So for the purposes of this story, I was riding shotgun, and <laughs> I got to the point where I thought regular license plates were vanity plates that I just wasn't <laughs> smart just enough to, to understand. Yeah, <laughs> I was like H four. No, no, no. Keep following that guy. Let's, I got to write <laughs> <Yeah>. this down. <laughs> Follow that man. <laughs> decode. Also, there was a study that I don't know if it's been replicated widely, but it's an interesting thought is that there was a study that the people who are most likely to engage in road rage incidents were it had nothing to do with like, you know, so some of the things that you might like whether they were in a pickup truck or like a different kind of truck, which would have been my first guess. But it was actually people who had bumper stickers were like that was the only statistically significant differentiator between like that. how likely they were to get into a road rage incident. And like, I think the theory was that if you have bumper stickers, you view your car as like an extension of your personhood mm. more than 
anything else. And so like you view it as a personal insult if you're cut off as opposed to just a thing that happens to everyone. You know? Oh, wow. This is like one of the reasons why I don't drive is because I feel like I would be a road rage person. Like I drive a little bit, but I really don't drive a right. lot. Yeah. Uh, I, so when I'm behind the wheel, like if somebody is trying to merge, like kind of box me out to merge, I will kill us both. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, like, we will die in this car. Yeah. I get, I, I, I believe that. I believe the bumper sticker to road rage correlation. Because, yeah, because, <laughs> like, you probably feel much more like, this is my, this car is my property and an extension of me, and I will protect it, which mm. I, I hate to say is, like, an, an instinct that I get. And I wonder if they, I've never had a bumper sticker, but I do wonder if when you have a bumper sticker, you start assuming people are driving a certain way around you based on your bumper stickers. Like you're defensive. You're like, oh, you don't like Einstein? You don't believe that I ran a half marathon? Well, we're (laughs) like, I'm going to take this to the death. You're, you're, You're like laying on your horn and to yourself, you're just muttering, well, this guy doesn't fucking coexist. That's true. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you like, one thing. <laughs> I, uh, I, I see it, and this is just further cementing my no bumper stickers on my car situation. You know, yeah. it's, it's great. You're right, though. It's, it's a lot. I, I, I think people always want to sort of tell a story, right? Because yeah. we are the stories we tell ourselves. But to you guys' point, how many? Should there be a limit? Should somebody Definitely. like write write to our local representatives and say, "Hey, I know there's a lot of stuff going on, but like three bumper stickers max, you know? Yeah, like let's bring people together." I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I believe there should be a limit on bumper stickers and also signs in your yard. Like again, <laughs> even even if it's signs of things that I agree with, it's like we get it. Three is right. three is plenty. Three, you good. don't need you don't you don't need to like. Let, let's let's keep it reasonable. Three is it's a diminishing years. return. Exactly. You know? And some people like try to build community. Like there, there's houses that are like we do this this week, and we're gonna like I don't know. It's a, it reminds me of like those like mini library things that I think are cool. But I think a lot of people are like this is how we build community, <laughs> and it's like well you're not really interacting is with anyone. Though? It feels like yeah but, yeah. I don't know. I'm glad those exist. I just don't know that they're the answer this just in jack o'brien library hater That's, uh, i told you that was an offline thought so, uh, i'm still workshopping so i mean jack it's not like you ever see like crowds of people hanging around a free little library you know talking about the book we have it, one like right next like in between our neighbor's house and our house and it's yeah you don't you don't see people like hang out there but you see people like walk up by themselves it it gets a lot more traffic than i would have expected it's pretty popular it's definitely useful it's just yeah people don't hang together at the at the free yard library yeah, at the free yard library we got i do want to give a quick shout out though not to derail us here in atlanta an activist artist friend of mine named Aileen Loy has uh, created on the heels of the book banning stuff that's happening around the country has yeah. created a what what she's calling a little contentious free library, which is all banned books. Oh, uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's she's great. way cooler than me. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, it's like, I, you know, it's it's a real problem if you're preventing people from being able to encounter knowledge, you know, at a, at a formative age, then eh, 
I don't know. Yeah, different that might different in the future. Different. That might be the like we'll all have to have little libraries where we give out books that are banned elsewhere because mm. yeah, their schools aren't doing it in some states. So, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and get into the Taco Bell metaverse wedding. Zeit gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to bustling retail business and i need you know maybe uh some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street take credit card payments whatever and i know shopify is easy to use half the time i buy something online i'm like oh yep they're using shopify and if you need to learn more check out their website it's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or again looking for hardware to make sales easier shopify.com has all of that just go there check it out so sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash tdz all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. And we're back. And am I like when you think of a Dutch city or like the Netherlands or Amsterdam or, you know, like, do you pick what 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 do you picture? How do you what, what do you see in your mind's eye? I went there once, so I know, but I just see like rivers and bikes and people walking yeah. in those um, waffles with powdered sugar yeah. on them. But I do think it's a majestic place of beauty where. It's like sort of feels like it's um from a children's story. Yeah. 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 I picture does. like fucking 
people in exercise clothing, like hot people in exercise clothes, (laughs) clothing, like walking by canals and talking about like, you know, how much health care they have. Yeah. (laughs) Just going to the doctor. Yeah. Like, I think I'm going to go to the dentist today because my tooth is not really aching, but it's starting to like, I can feel something coming on. Yeah. Do you think I should go, Hans? And Hans is like, yes, I think you should go. It's free. Just to drop I, in but, at the dentist's, maybe maybe go for a twofer and get a get a health checkup. Yeah. And then also like windmills, I guess, you know, with like some guy who's like wise inside it or some lady who's wise with like a hump in there. Yeah. Who's like, don't forget to use moisturizer. Rhodion or whatever that stuff you were saying yeah, yeah. was. Rhodesia yeah. or whatever it is. Rhodiola. Yeah. Rhodiola. So, yeah, I, I feel like that is in my brain. And like, I assume that was always the way it was. And apparently, during the like 50s, 60s, 70s, they bought into the American style like city building and they they like bought in hard. They like filled up the like some of their their canals with cement and replaced the canals with like highways. (laughs) And there's just like these pictures where it's just like four lanes of traffic in the middle of these cities that we now associate with like bike riding. And canals. Wait, so they changed that? They like they they removed the cement from the canals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa! Yeah. What? A, and what? And what happened? What? What yeah. made them come to some radical decision to change everything? So, like, uh, among things like you know, it just being a nightmare to live in a city that is just jam packed. Like you walk out your front door and a car whizzes by. Yeah, you. like here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like America. Here. Yeah, yeah. It, so a bunch people, like children, were getting hit by cars all the time. Oh my like, god! Like, and you know, the air was like disgusting. But it was like a, I guess it was 1971. A, the daughter of. In 1971, 3,000 people were killed by cars. 500 of the people killed that year were children. And that probably happened today in America. Right. Yeah. I mean, they like, so today we have uh, three times the number of automobile deaths that they do and like per capita. And the reason for that. So one of the children that was killed was the daughter of a journalist. And he wrote a front page article that with the headline, Stop Murdering our children and that just like that it wasn't like everyone was like yes you're right we should stop murdering children like it was a long process but like and there there were other factors like it was there was like gas prices started shooting up because it was the 70s so so i can't imagine a reality like that where gas costs too much yeah you guys are paying like seven dollars right now right yeah it's fucking crazy yeah you know what it is here in tennessee like 350 yeah, which is still like too much. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> is, but for, like, yeah, th- that's how they they keep it low, and the they can they jack it up for liberals because liberals can be like, oh well, you know, it's because of this and that, and maybe because of supply chains, and you know, like, but re- you know, Republicans are like they have to keep it artificially low in like red states because otherwise the red states will go crazy because they just are yeah. like God tells us the gas prices. Yeah, who's the you know like <laughs> it's just funny if the gas prices were seven dollars here. Because everyone here is a conservative, they would they would they would storm the Capitol again. Yeah, just every day, just keep yeah. storming. Because they're like Jesus wave. names the gas prices. Who is interfering <laughs> with the with Jesus? Yeah, with gas it's, Jesus. 
Yeah, it really is. It seems to be that simple that like companies were just like, we need to, we, we like money and like the, the pandemic slowed down how much money was coming in. So when it opened back up, we are going to charge more money for everything. Like that really seems to be the, the more distance we get from it. Like all the, all the gas companies are having just like record breaking profits. But like the reason I like this story is so interesting is because like it, it just I assume I think we like tend to get focused on like the way things are and assume they've always been that way. And it, like there, there's this one drawing of like what Amsterdam was supposed to look like. And it looks exactly like a city in Texas. Like it's just, you know being choked by like all these lanes of like highways and stuff like it or like the bqe like in you know like parts of new york that are just like all these highway interchanges and shit but they like were able to back away from that because like that that article led to a movement people started like protesting and just like laying down in the streets and like you know after gas prices shot up it became fashionable for like the prime minister, like urged people to use less energy, change their lifestyles. He announced a series of car free Sundays, which is my favorite idea. Like, can we just try a car free Sunday like fucking once in America? And I feel like people would see that their lives are like livable and it's cool to for your kids to just be able to like run wherever they want and not be worried about getting like run over. By a that would literally car. I that that would never happen. That would never happen because <laughs> that would be like you're taking away our right to drive. Yeah. Our, our. yeah. Like wh- what do you think we're closer to? The a car free Sunday or the actual purge happening in the, the United purge, States? The purge. I feel like we're one hundred percent closer to the purge. purge the only thing. way we could have a car free Sunday is when the aliens finally come down. <laughs> And if right. they say you have to have a car free Sunday. But yeah, there's <laughs> <laughs> I hope they, 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 have, they introduce really moderate, like incremental changes. They're like, guys, <laughs> just just hear us out. We're not saying you have to we're just saying car free Sundays. One day every couple months. Car no free Sundays and you can only use your phone one hour a day. Except yeah. for, for phone calls. Yeah. I'm taking pictures. <laughs> Those would be some badass aliens. The cities also began like passing policies to discourage driving. They like made parking in city center super expensive. They removed some parking spots entirely. They reduced speed limits. So like there are things that can be done that have worked in the past. Like they turned some areas into car-free zones. Like all all yeah. these things that like seem completely impossible. Like we think of the United States. They're impossible so, in this country uniquely. Right. Because this country thinks that cars are like an extension of their fucking like Blair just said, like freedom. You know, it's like toxic men. I mean, I think about toxic masculinity constantly now because of what's happening in Tennessee with the drag show ban and and the fuck the abortion ban i mean this state i mean i i just moved back here because i could afford it better you know but it's like it's a nightmare and it's all these fucking men these alcoholic men (laughs) who are running things i mean like we keep electing alcoholics we're fucked everybody in tennessee is an obvious drunk every person (laughs) every member of the legislature 
I mean, yeah. that's the culture here. They all yeah. fucking drink their heads off. You know what drinking makes you do? It makes you fucking crazy. I used to be an alcoholic. I know you're a nut. You make laws about crazy shit because you think you're, I don't know, like a human meteor. Like alcohol makes you grandiose. That's the last thing you want in a, in From a, your, in, a yeah, in a leader. I mean, you know, but I was thinking about cars, you know, that that is what men feel more powerful in a car than they feel. It's the only place now that they're like, at least I can't get canceled in my car. Like no one lets, right. you know, I can fucking <laughs> ride around with my fucking dick out and fucking four wheel drive and all this bullshit. And it's just, it's just men are so have been told there are only two ways to be mad or, or, or matter. I don't even know, you know, like there's two ways a man can be calm or mad. Yeah. The only time I'm calm is in my truck. And if you try to take away my fucking truck, then I'm going to go fucking crazy because that's my only other setting. Yeah. Well, I think I think I always say this on this uh, show, but like I, conservatives, like their whole thing in their head is that they are against big government. But then now there's all this like insane control coming over in all people's lives. But if they if you had the car thing, it wouldn't even be about what the issue is about. It would be about taking away that something they can't do. There's no self-awareness. But I guess our government with the two were always it's just about winning at this point. It's never actually about what's best for anyone. It's about beating the other party. And aside from that, I also think that there should be, when the aliens come down, that they should ban the politicians from having Twitter. I'm so fucking annoyed at these politicians on Twitter acting like every tweet is a goddamn wrestling promo. Like, I miss the old days when they were just fake, smiling in public, like freaking richard nixon and doing bad shit in private like i don't want to see them openly just being nuts every day it's like terrifying to the it's really scary spirit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like the joker they're all like the the joker you know like yeah. everyone tries to out joker the other one well how about if we outlaw you know i don't know i don't know what they, you know everything you know they just want to outlaw everything just to out out outlaw their other joker you know it's like you think you're the joker watch this yeah Richard Nixon, by the way, when last time there was inflation, he just came on and was like, companies, if companies try to raise prices for the next month, they'll be like under arrest. Like it, something <laughs> that today would be seen as like the most socialist thing that's ever been done. Yeah, yeah everything, everything is socialist if it isn't mean as yeah. hell. Mean. By yeah. the way, unrelated a little bit, but that Star series on Watergate with um, Julia Roberts was absolutely incredible. Was it really? Yeah, I lo- I enjoyed the hell out of it. it was so good. Yeah. It was really about Martha, la 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 la, but mm-hmm. what? I forgot her oh. two other names. The, the, Lady uh, Bird Johnson? Is that? No, Martha. That um, I forget the name. Did Julia Roberts play Richard Nixon? <laughs> yeah. No, she I didn't. Want that she kind played of casting Martha. So bad. I want that kind of casting. I would be so interested in biopics or biopics. Which is it? I mean, I can never. It's no, Mar- bio- Julia Roberts bio- played Martha. Martha the whistleblower. Martha the Whistleblower. I oh, want to see like, Samuel Jackson. Yes. I want to see Samuel Jackson as Amelia Earhart. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Yeah. Just I want to see that. 
I'm yeah. tired of them casting people who look like the person. It's so fucking stupid and juvenile. Like, oh, we have to get an actor that looks like oh, that's so dumb. I mean, that's the Martha dumbest Mitchell. thing you could ever think of in the world. Yeah. Like casting in a in a meeting, being like, well, he doesn't look enough like Jesus. Right. I thought we were yeah, here for yeah. art, but guys, and everybody laughs and jumps out the window. <laughs> <laughs> but I, one thing quickly about aliens to Blair's point is like, I wish they would come down and boss us around too. And I'm starting to lose faith in the aliens. I just want to mention that because they've been buzzing around here for what, 50 years or whatever. Just, I don't believe they're aliens anymore because if they were aliens, they wouldn't give a fuck. They would show up and get in our faces. They're not like, be oh, they're just investigating. That's horseshit. Why would they ever waste? They don't give up. What are they afraid of us for? Why wouldn't they just come down and start patting us on the head? <laughs> I just, I don't, I, I'm, I've lost, I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in everything. I can believe in anything. I believe in Bigfoot. I believe in ghosts. I believe in every goddamn thing. But aliens fucking do it already. Like, come yeah. down here and shoot us with a ray gun or fucking tell us to have no cars on Sunday or just get it over with. Stop just yeah, buzzing yeah. around the sky and dry, diving underwater and stuff. Come on. <laughs> Stop diving underwater. And <laughs> I'm not kidding. People are like, and get these underwater damn politicians bases. off Twitter. Well, what the fuck are they doing underwater? Or tell them to come up here and kick Mitch McConnell's fucking ass. <laughs> he fell down. I know. And he everybody's like, down. you can't be mean to him. <laughs> fuck that. I hope he falls down a million times. Yeah. So Taco Bell held a contest where the winner, yes, the winner, got to have their wedding in a digital Taco Bell in the metaverse. That was what you won. That feels like a, a punishment to me, but the the ceremony happened at the end of last March, but people who attended just, I don't know, broke their media embargo. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And it's just truly... I don't know. The, this story made me feel as empty as any story we've covered in a long time, but I did have to talk about it. Mm. So the bride and groom's avatars faced each other across a sacred fire. Uh, it was, so the wedding was a traditional Indian ceremony, other than the fact that it was in a Taco Bell in the metaverse. Uh, it was hosted by Cal Penn. The bride and groom's avatars faced each other across a sacred sacred fire made of Taco Bell's signature fire sauce. See, okay, okay, all right. You're on board. No, I, look, I'm gonna... <laughs> Wait yeah, a second. <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm back in. I didn't know it was signature fire sauce. But I, I gotta be honest, this um is gross. Uh, and I wish everybody, like, it, marriage is tough. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I, I wish everybody the the best of success finding your person you know it's like even better than that rom-com moment with your bag at baggage claim right it's like that forever and that's right. really noble and cool and, and that maybe, is for most people the height of romantic love so you're saying this is even more than seeing your bag yes yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. okay yeah okay yeah, i mean okay we're we're very statement, but OK. Bridget and I are being paid by big checked bag, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. Spirit Airlines. <laughs> right. Call uh, me TSA. But OK, there's like, again, you know, good friend of mine, actually, my best friend uh, is he's getting married pretty soon. And he was telling me all, all like how stressful it is and how uh, messed up and crazy planning this thing gets. And so he and uh, his partner, they have decided to elope. 
which I think is cool, you know, cut past the nonsense and then make it their own. So maybe for this couple, it's their dream thing. Maybe they were yeah. like, hey, we met at a Taco Bell or like, uh, you know, quesadillas. In the metaverse. Yeah. 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 Gordita <laughs> crunch wraps are really the glue of our partnership. My problem here is not the Taco Bell theming. I will say that. The, okay. The I but the official Taco Bell theming, the the fact that it is, I I don't know. I just feel bad for, like, if you want to diminish the amount of stress associated with an event, adding a corporate sponsor who has notes on everything. <laughs> oh that you no! Want to oh, do, you're right. <laughs> like, it just seems like not the not the way to go i mean i think like the idea idealized version that like they pitched when taco bell you know signed on to this idea and contest is probably that it's like yeah they just are expressing their love and they're to a couple weirdos who just love taco bell but in practice for anyone who has been involved with sponsored content and uh, trying to get any (laughs) amount of (laughs) art through uh past past cor- corporate sponsors who have notes i just uh, like i don't know it, it seems yeah. seems difficult i also like the fact that they keep saying that they want a contest to become the first people married at a taco Ooh, bell in the metaverse as though this is going to be an ongoing thing that we'll be looking back on them as the fucking George Washingtons of this thing that we all then went on to do as a people. Pioneers, yeah. I mean, people do have, like, really strong feelings about Taco Bell. Like, I I have no trouble believing that this couple maybe met in a Taco Bell and Taco Bell was a big part of their relationship. I I didn't have Taco Bell for the first time until, like, five years ago, so I am not in that particular group, but... Um, yeah, we weren't allowed to eat it when I was growing up. Like a weird, a weird rule my mom had: no Taco Bell, no Mountain Dew. <laughs> wow. But all the other stuff was fine. Yeah, all like, fine. I, okay. I don't know why so she funny. just like had a thing. Well, for Mountain Dew, she said it was because this is this is her, her words, not mine. It was quote for white trash, so we yep. weren't allowed to drink. Oh it. yeah, no, no, confirmed. <laughs> I think That's... Taco Bell might have been in the mix as well. <laughs> my family didn't encourage it. I will say that I never went out to dinner with my family to Taco Bell necessarily. But, you know, I I got it like after, you know, a game or something like if I, you know, we we just it was the thing that was open that we could like scarf down in the 15 minutes we had. And yeah, it's such perfect point, just like so delicious i don't know it lit up something in my brain that i have been unable to increase from there and the same is true of mountain dew when i lived in kentucky i became addicted to mountain dew and have never been able to fully like i don't i don't go frequently because of or or like drink mountain dew frequently because for self-care reasons because like (laughs) if i have a 12 pack of mountain dew at my house Uh, i'm not going to be able to not drink at all but what if you could do it in the metaverse bro (laughs) now now we're talking (laughs) then thank you (laughs) no that's mountain dew was originally slang for moonshine that's the etymology of it yeah i haven't tried it um but i do agree with your mom bridget oh my god wait she was actually onto something with that like wow You've never tried it? I've never tried it. I've tried the red kind, but I've never had regular Mountain Dew. Regular. I mean, the red kind is, you get the, you get the overall. Yeah. 
Wait, Ben, have you? Did you say you've never tried it? Mm mm. Uh, um, you've never tried Mountain Dew? <laughs> I probably. This is like asking someone if they've always been vegan. There was probably something in the drinks, but anytime there was a Mountain Dew situation available, there was some other soda or something to drink. So I would end up, I would end up going with that. And also, growing up, some of my relatives I didn't care for. We're into Mountain Dew. They were sure. super into Mountain Dew. And yeah. I would look at them and I would be like, ha ha, better you yeah. than me, my friend. You know? So, like, okay. But Taco Bell, though, the appeal, the late night appeal, back yeah. in the day, you know, you got like 12, 18 bucks. You're high right. in a car following another car because you think it's a vanity license plate. They roll it to a Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, I'm living like I am the fucking emperor of bad decisions. You know what? Two quesadillas. Yeah. Throw in the churros. YOLO. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, man. Cheesy gordita crunch. I just discovered like Miles, I think, turned me on to like I loved Taco Bell and I wasn't even getting the best stuff growing up. What's and, the good order? I mean, cheesy gordita, gordita crunch, crunch with a quesadilla. Quesadilla I've always had. And then I like to get a grilled stuffed chicken burrito with that's the healthy part of my order grilled stuffed chicken burrito uh extra grill like put it on the grill for a little extra time if Wait, they don't you, mind but sometimes you can ask for that yeah well done <laughs> yeah for your <laughs> wow. uh, grilled stuffed chicken burrito well done but then I'll, I'll freelance and then of course with the biggest baja blast that they will allow me to carry out you're in deep water my friend like yeah. i like i had no idea this was a thing so wait though I get wait, it like though. once a year at this point, but and I sure. don't tell my kids or my wife. <laughs> it's a Except, secret. Yeah, it's just like a dark trip to <laughs> under cover dark, of night. I turn dark, my headlights off. <laughs> dark night of the soul. Yeah. Oh my god, Bridget, he's got like a fake mustache on. <laughs> it's like <laughs> so. Wait though. Wait though. A wedding in the metaverse. You got to tell us these. Uh, these folks getting married, they were in person, right? This wasn't like a remote, like no, entirely yeah, they were remote. together. Oh, okay. They kissed, they kissed each other's faces, like real people in love and all that stuff, which is all like that almost makes it because then you're like, oh, so they are really like married now. Like this was really their wedding. Cause like the, the picture that you see of it is like two people deeply in love kissing one another and then they're like weird avatars in a purple like on a purple throne like kissing each other above but so the vows were written by chat gpt no so like this story seems like it's being written by chat gpt because no. of just like all the stupidest buzzwords coming together here the vows were written by chat gpt it was within a video game so it wasn't even really the metaverse but like i don't know how to feel about that like i'm not I'm no metaverse snob, so if they want to do it in Decentraland, the video game, it just seems like it was a poorly orchestrated publicity stunt by Taco Bell, which mm. has to hurt a little bit when like the big viral marketing campaign that is sponsoring your wedding like doesn't even put it in the real metaverse. But I don't I don't give a shit. But if then, they pay for the wedding though, I mean at that point it's just like Yeah, absolutely. Like that's that's great. However, but like paid also, for the wedding in the metaverse, so like not yeah. really. Sure, so good point. Or, or did, did they? Like, I guess this is my. Like, I'm sort of. It's sort of breaking my brain. 
Did they pay for a ceremony IRL or only within the metaverse? Also, does a Taco Bell within the metaverse have employees? What like I just have a lot of questions. So many, yeah. Yeah, I think they have employees. Uh, one thing that we do know for sure is that, and th- this is my favorite point, because it's like you suspect, okay, the corporate brand is going to have some notes and ideas that they're going to want implemented. The one place we got to see this is that in addition to having Cal Penn host their wedding, they also had a Twitch streamer like he, who was narrating the whole thing to the point that the guests of the wedding couldn't hear what was happening. <laughs> he, a play-by-play? Yes, like a play-by-play, but not even, like he was just a Twitch streamer. They were like, here, do your thing. Like had no relation to the couple. So he's just like over the top, keeps singing. No one, so this is, no one could hear what was going on because the Twitch streamer Taco Bell hired kept singing about Taco Bell throughout the ceremony. Legion, except the O in, in Legion is a Q for I, probably QAnon reasons, but I have no idea. Ew. Spoke through every minute of the ceremony. He shouted out his followers and made up little songs proclaiming his love for Taco Bell as he showed off his avatar's various outfits during the wedding. Wow. He sounds like a rowdy wedding guest that you have to throw out of your wedding because they've had one too many. Mm-hmm. But like during the ceremony. Like, it's like, how can I make at the ceremony? How can I make this wedding about me? He right. said, you know, which that happens. That that definitely I've heard. Happens. I've heard war stories. I you know what? I don't want to. I've never met these folks wish them the best again yeah as we no, said at the top nothing but, against uh, them it's just we live in hell all of us and yeah. this is amazing and yeah. hell is a combination taco bell metaverse <laughs> wedding <laughs> chapel yeah yes. oh my gosh what other things are going to happen in the metaverse what other is taco bell going to have a funeral contest next like yeah. uh is, are, are they gonna have a quinceanera like what's what, what's going on who would who would think this is a good idea i want to meet the couple that steps up and has their divorce in the metaverse Taco yeah. Bell. like like if yeah. you're really gonna be about that mm-hmm. life yeah <laughs> like they didn't look at the bylaws in the entirety of their <laughs> wedding including like the consummation everything has to happen in the metaverse <laughs> like, oh my god what if they Taco can't... bell present <laughs> with be legion present being <laughs> yeah narrating all of the whole thing wait 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 though wait last 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 question what if what if there is something i think you're onto something with the fine print what if there is something where they cannot get divorced unless taco bell signs off right Taco Bell's like, we don't love this for our... Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was in the contract. I'd, I'd be surprised if they upheld it. If like, I, I'm sure they put it in the contract being like, because now this is going to be America's sweethearts. Everyone's going to be paying attention to the, cu- the first couple to get married in a metaverse Taco Bell. And then now that it has happened and everyone's just like, oh my God, we live in hell. They're probably like, never mind. You guys do your thing. But yeah. I'm sure the contract gives gives them rights to the first two offspring from the children, you know, <laughs> or from from the way, from the marriage. All right, so let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk about more insane news. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zai Gang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. 
Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring the Kardashians, of course. And... Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And so is comedy in Texas. Uh, Joe Rogan turned an old Alamo draft house into Austin's newest comedy club mecca, dubbed the Comedy Mothership, which is a bummer because it like ties in. I don't know. It's such a it's such a bummer that he is like both he's like into psychedelics and aliens, but also like really shitty right wing political takes. Yeah, but so he's like comedy mothership tickets to the opening week were $40 sold out and have been going online for $500 plus a two drink minimum. There's this one. Who the comics? Oh, you know, Roseanne Barr. (laughs) Truly like she was one of the opening opening weeks. Terrible comics. Yeah, but there's a profile of the this comedy location and it opens with a woman is standing outside the theater holding a unvaxxed sperm sign up and that's they're like so you know you're in the right place joe rogan's new comedy club mecca in addition to joe rogan the lineup featured comics like roseanne Barr, who praised the club for daring to have a green room where comedians are openly drunk and high has she been in a green what the fuck (laughs) that is kind of nice talking about yeah i've been 
I'd get drunk and high. Welcome elsewhere. Every green room, (laughs) not every green room, but I've I've been in I've been in green rooms where people are smoking and there's always beers and shit or drinks and things like that. This isn't new, at least in my experience. Yeah, it's not exactly cutting edge, but um, you know, (laughs) uh, I'm not surprised that she uh, thinks that that is cutting edge. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Very true. Very true. The crowd was reportedly mostly dudes with beards and baseball caps, and the jokes on the opening nights were like gay slurs and jokes about trans people. Of course. And they so they banned phone usage, so like you have to seal them in the pouches. That's a good thing, though. That's a, they do that a lot of clubs. Most yeah. clubs do that now, which is, I mean, all the clubs I performed at that do that, it's a much better experience. It's a much better experience. I'm it's sure. not even like the whole thing of like recording someone, I get... That's one thing, but really, it's just about audience distraction. That's that, that's the principal thing of it. They're, Do people may, like? Is that a thing yeah. that have it? Like people will be on their phones while you're absolutely up there. Jeez. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And it's like the it's the worst thing that you can possibly encounter is someone on their phone. The first right. show I ever did after the pandemic. I mean, granted, this is after the pandemic, but it, well, not after. It was like the first show I did when they were starting to do shows again. It was an outdoor show. There was these two ladies in the front row and they were both on their phone. I'm like, you know, this is insane. Like you you can't you left your house to do the thing you do in your you've been doing in your house for the last eight months. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. You kind of also can't really blame them because it's like people forgot how to behave, you know? People yeah, we're truly, all broken at this yeah. point. Yeah. But the phone bag thing, I think that's just that's just a yeah, good that policy seems to be in like general. When you can get away with it, what people do. It's just it's expensive. I, yeah. It's expensive. It's probably like not the audience's first choice. But I think in this case, they're like, well, he also disagreed with mask mandates. So we'll let him take our phones to, you know. But yeah, I don't know. He he's also like, this is like I can say whatever I want without getting canceled here. I feel like he's not been he's been like opposite the opposite of canceled. Like he's just built Joe a massive Rogan? yeah massive media empire by just saying yeah punching down and then he's like finally i i have a place where i can speak freely but yeah so this is the thing he has a place where he can speak freely outside of the place where he can speak freely which is his own show his own podcast sure yeah no it's it's you know of course if, if the funny thing about oh here's a place where i can speak speak freely and not be canceled and you know you can't record it and anything like that which i agree is a good policy just because you know as comedians you don't always want your shit to be recorded and then live on the internet if you don't want it on the internet especially yeah. if you're working material blah 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 but um but there is a there is a part of me that's just like well, if you believe what you're saying what you worried about it getting out for if you think it's you know like that means you know right. you saying some shit. That means you know you saying some shit. If I know I'm about to say some shit, right? That could get me in trouble. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you to lock your phones up too. Right? <laughs> like, right. Yeah, lock. Go ahead and lock them up real quick. We we about to talk, and we gonna keep it in here because this might get me in trouble. But if it's some shit I believe, and I'm like, yeah, man, fuck you, I believe this shit. Say that yeah. shit with my whole chest. Say it with my whole chest. Like, go. the immemorium is perfect. thank you and i should stay in charge of it all right the mandalorian is back for season three 
facing a lot of pressure on the home front. My my kids really want to watch this shit. They're like six and five. They don't get to watch it. It's like a little. I, oh, they're not quite old enough. You think? Yeah, they're just not not old enough. Mm. I think based on arbitrary shit that I've like <laughs> heard read yeah. somewhere on a on a forum somewhere. But the so the this is good news for fans who need who like two shows in which Pedro Pascal escorts a highly important youth through dangerous terrain. <laughs> it's kind of wild. Like what a it's specific same... thing to get to typecast as. I mean, it really is a typecast though, because it's yeah. like that thing where you know we like what you did here. We're just gonna have you do it some more because it's working. Yeah, we'll have, mm-hmm. we'll have you do it until you die. You're yeah. gonna be doing this mm-hmm. thing because you're just he's got the voice. Yeah, he's good. He's mm-hmm. he's daddy and also like daddy, like kind of the, the oh, two yeah. types of daddy that everybody multi, wants. He's multifaceted daddy. Yeah, he's daddy's daddy, daddy's dad. Right. He also does the same thing in in the the Last of Us show where he's you know how the Mandalorian's sort of an imperfect hero, like he makes mistakes, but he always ends up winning. Yeah. Same with uh, Last of Us guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's typecast down to the details of the character. There you go. Yeah, but fortunately, The Last of Us is like, what if we could see his face? It's it's beautiful, right? Like that's <laughs> we, we should we should just keep his face visible. So Gina Carano, Carano, Gina, Gina Carano, no, 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 no. Famously shit canned by Disney after putting a bunch of right wing bullshit on social media including posts comparing being a conservative to being Jewish in Nazi Germany. And so her character, Kara Dune, will not be joining Grief Karga, Din Djarin, Grogu, Moff Gideon. So so I, Super Producer Justin was telling me to not point anything out about Or he was saying... I did like not say oldest, that. I did not say this that. This is the oldest observation in, in the book, you can, you which can is make, that, you can like... Make, you can make fun of the goofy names because they are goofy. I'm just saying it's, it's... It's the it's, oldest... It's just not... It's not very creative joke is all I was trying to say. They're, I'm just they're, saying... They're the great names, names. They're great names. They're very... Like, they... I don't know. I, I'm curious what the like writer's room like how much of the writer's room is devoted to naming because grief like they're just like yeah they they're so specific they're always like just pitch perfect what was it move move bop and what what, what was the names again move by something you said move something <laughs> grief carga Cara grief carga cardoon din jarin they're just they roll off the tongue they Grogu. sound like a like a delicious menu item. Moth Gideon. Grief, I think was garden. the one you were talking about. Moth Gideon. Moth Gideon. the Moth right. Gideon with chicken, please. <laughs> and I'll have, uh, how's that Grief Garden? Is it pretty good? Oh, uh, it's good? great. Uh, do you want egg with that? We can do a fried egg on top. And then Cara Dune is like more in the yeah. Luke Skywalker like <laughs> family where it's just like, well, this is a normal name with like some, some cool shit. We have a like 20 a- ounce Caradoon. It's uh, well marbled <laughs> and it's um, from mm. uh, our farms in New Zealand. Yeah. I'll the Carad- Caradoon cut is sort of between a, uh, a porterhouse and a ribeye. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a steak. Yeah. Uh, that's all it is. It's uh, Kansas, just steak. It's Kansas steak. City style. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it would be fun. Listen, I. Can I top off your here's... Stein of Grogu? There you go. Of course like you can. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you can. Please. I do think like there are people who like come up with these names. 
Obviously, yeah, there are. That's not a groundbreaking thing to say. But I think it's twofold. I think there are they 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 really think of the names because it sounds like you can just be like, "What's the name? How about Blank Tar?" You be like, "All right, cool, Blank Tar." <laughs> but then yeah. there's like, then there's somebody in that same room who's like, "But what does that mean? What does right. it derive from? What it, like who takes it way too seriously because?" You know, they believe in the lore of the world and everything like that. And so I believe they definitely have people who truly think, what would the parents name this kid based on the place they are, the region they are, the type of names? Uh, because like that's a the fully lived-in world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's... blank tar is not good. Sorry to say. Yeah. It, it, would, it wouldn't work. Like that. <laughs> well, think but of what like... the alternatives were. It was going to be named, like, Bucket Skunk or, like, uh, <laughs> yes. Scorpion Face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, in Guardians of the Galaxy, is a great name. Scorpion Face. Yeah. Uh, Creaky Jack. Creaky Jack. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's actually kind of I like cool. that. I'm just aging gracefully into that nickname. Um, creaky yeah, Jack. <laughs> creaky Jack. <laughs> oh, Creaky Jack. Yeah. Anyways, they, they didn't really come up. They didn't, like, fully write her off. The Mandalorian asked Carl Weathers what happened to Dune, and he responds that she was recruited by special forces for a new job somewhere off screen. And the old soap opera trick. Yeah. Always leave the door open. Always, Always leave, leave the door, the door open. open. I did like her yeah. character, though. I got to say, that's the problem. Yeah. There's so, a good character on the show. Of course. Yeah. She's yeah. like a, a badass, right? Like just. Yeah. Yeah. She was probably bring know. her back. Uh, you know, look, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of wrestling. And there's an old adage in wrestling. Never say never. Right. And I, you know, like the the thing is this show, I don't know when the show is going to end. Uh, if it has an unlimited amount of seasons they can do. But if it has enough seasons, we have a short term memory, unfortunately, as a generation and society. Yeah. I can see them bringing her back. Be like, well, you know, that was 2020. <laughs> you can come back and have an episode. And then there would be a big controversy. You know, it's like one of those things where I don't agree with anything she said, but during that time, a lot of people were losing their losing their mind. And if she if she had walked back what she said, she'd be like, "Guys, I was going crazy. I was drinking a lot alone at home. I don't sure. know why I said something so stupid." There would be, I think, there would be universal like, "Okay, yeah, um, we right. all went, we, liked the we all went nuts, enough. yeah, we, you know." But yeah. that does, the, she seems to be doubling down on yeah, that. yeah. That's yeah, that's what hurts because it's like, yeah. I mean, also what a dumb thing to double down on. What a just a truly not very interesting and stupid, like that's not I a forgot, comparison. What, she, what did she even say? I forgot. She said something I, about I, like mask mandates being similar to how the Jews were treated in Nazi Germany. Yeah, <laughs> something okay. like that. Yep. Just the classic non-comparable thing that she knows yeah. is not. It's just you just don't do that. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. has been busy starring in movies made by the Daily Wire. Including 2022's Terror on the Prairie, which made officially $804 in its one day theatrical <laughs> run, making it one of the biggest box office failures of the year. Also, the title with the most R's in it of all time <laughs> Terror. Yes, they were going for. <laughs> <laughs> breaking the the record for ours. This is why we don't believe y'all conservatives. Like, yeah. if you really like, you know what? Get her out of liberal Hollywood. And let's watch. We're going to watch you. Man. You got to do better than $840. Yeah. If you did if you did numbers, 
we'd be like, oh, they really believe they shit. All right, but $840? That's how we know you bullshitting. You watch the same movies we do. You like the same movies we do. You like the same actors and actresses we do. You don't give a shit about all the liberal Hollywood stuff outside of just talking points on Facebook. I'll tell you what the problem was, Jaquise. Well, was Lasted it? by its target audience for being too woke because too woke. No way, you serious? Oh my god, are you serious? Cram your woke <laughs> women <laughs> action heroes down our throat, Ben Shapiro. Oh man, that's that's just that's that's sad though. That's one of those things where you're just. I feel bad for Look everybody and find out. Yeah. God. Oh, that's so pathetic. Uh, that's so <laughs> so pathetic. Funny. Oh man, fucking Christ! Of course, of course, maybe, of course. That's why they didn't watch circumspect it. about the uh, kind of you know some of those quotes here in the not too distant future. But <laughs> Jesus, too woke. <laughs> that is just man. Wow. Where's Where's Arnold Schwarzenegger as the action star instead? Or no, who do they like? Kevin Sorbo. Kevin yeah, Sorbo. Uh, yeah, Kevin. Sorbo. I feel like James. Chris Pine is probably pretty popular, or not Chris Pine. Chris, Chris Pine. Pratt. Oh, Chris Pratt. Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. I feel like really? Chris Pratt probably across the board. But Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt still you... like Chris Pratt is like a religious motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. But he Catholic? still is very active in like what they would consider liberal Hollywood. He, yeah, you know. I'm saying yeah. he just. I feel like he hasn't offended either side. Like he's probably mm-hmm. okay in their book. It's called too yeah. dumb to fail. <laughs> too dumb right. to fail walk this so way you're telling me they're going to be seeing mario they're going to be seeing mario this month or whenever it comes out oh, yeah that's right big mario with the republicans that's right hey <laughs> republicans by nintendo uh, <laughs> entertainment systems too yeah mario's big in the republican that would be hilarious <laughs> it's just huge they love a mario the italian americans have flocked to see mario <laughs> <laughs> and are outraged at this depiction of Italian Americans. Yeah. Why does he have to be a plumber? Why does his mustache have to be so big? This is unfair. <laughs> the way that I mean, our big complaint is that his ass is—they they did not give him enough ass. Mario I mean, had he to no booties. He he had an he ass got no he used as a weapon. It's a weapon, and weaponized yeah, ass. He would flip and Damn. land on his ass so hard. It would cause an earthquake, and they <laughs> just de-assed him. He's been de-assed. Well, what are you trying to say about Italian away? food? Italian <laughs> food can be very high in calories. That's right. A lot, of, a lot of oils in there. There you go. A lot of oils that go right to them hips and ass. That's right. Damn. All right. That's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.
Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.